Welcome to the Porch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 215, and welcome back to the Front Porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, man, glad to be back. Had a really busy, awesome week. Uh, if you listen to episode 214, I was in Williams, Arizona, which is north of Phoenix, which is where I live, about two and a half hours northwest of Phoenix, where I live. And it was beautiful up there. Had a great time. Got to teach for a Christian academy, Scottsdale Christian Academy. Got to do their, they do a retreat. They take their all their uh, high schoolers up on this retreat for like three days. Really cool. Had a great time with them. Got back on at midnight on Thursday. Hopped on a plane the next morning. On Friday, went to Chicago, and uh, if you've listened for any period of time, you'll know that uh, I started my ministry career in, in Chicago, just north of Chicago, a town called Gurney. You, that's always the thing with like big cities, right? Like you, you'll say like, "Oh, I, I went, uh, I had my church in Chicago." Well, no, it's not true. It was north. It was an hour north of Chicago, called Gurney. Anyway, so I was up there and had a great time. I tell you what, all going back to that church. It feels a bit like going back home. Like there's so, I'm meeting students that are like in their 30s. You know, that I was their junior high youth pastor. So I'm like, oh my gosh, one, I'm old. But it was so cool. I mean, to see, I had volunteers that were there. I People that, you know, were on my ministry team. Uh, you know, students were there. It was just a really, really cool weekend, a really cool opportunity to hang out with them. I did a volunteers event, a volunteer event for them on Saturday, which was really awesome. They had 120 volunteers there. The church is called Emmanuel Church uh, of Gurney, Emmanuel Church. And um, and then on Sunday I preached and it was outside, which was so cool. We had like a, it was almost like a potluck. They had a barbecue company come in and kind of host the whole thing. But it kind of reminded me of an older version of church. Maybe Maybe if you're, you know, if you've been around church for, you know, anywhere in between the 70s and 80s, like you'll remember a, a, a version of church where like we did potlucks and we had church outside and, and it was kind of nostalgic in that way. Like, it was just a really cool opportunity. But I have to say this, one of the coolest, coolest things about the whole weekend outside of spending time with one of my best friends, Jay, was um, in his family, Michelle and the kids was uh, I got the senior pastor that was the senior pastor when I was there. He actually was there. And uh, I hadn't seen him in, oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in probably 20 years, something like that. And got to see him and just thank him. Thank him for um, all of his wisdom in my life. Got to thank him for giving me an opportunity to teach. And so it was really cool to, to be with him and, and to see him. His name's Joe Borman. And so anyway, that was a really, it was a really good weekend, but glad to be back in Phoenix. <clears throat> Honestly, a little wiped out, but super, super happy to be back here with all of you. Thank you for listening. I know there's a lot of you who are listening, so I really, really do appreciate it. And for those of you who continue to give online, thank you so much. Really appreciate the support. It means a lot. And you bought some of you bought the devotional. It's really cool. So thanks a ton. All right, into this passage. So before I get after this passage, uh, I listen to this really um, one of my favorite uh, theologians is a guy named N.T. Wright. 
He's got a podcast called Ask N.T. Write Anything. He's like the leading New Testament theologian in the world. He's a very, very brilliant man, knows the Bible very, very well. And so I was listening to an episode today, and this passage popped up. I was like, wow, I've never heard this passage before. And uh, so I started working through it today, thinking through it like, wow, I think that's really, really true. So the passage is... 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12, and it says this, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. So 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Uh, for most of my young adult life I would say my you know like college years and into up till about 35 I did a lot of construction and when I was in college and Patty and I were first married I worked for this guy and we were redoing his house we did redo this house all the time you know if you know anything about the Midwest it rains quite a bit there and and it's always super random so we're working on a house it's pouring down rain he's the kind of guy that's like no, we just keep going. Like, there's no break. You just keep going. So I remember I had a wheelbarrow, and I was this guy. I know the surprise to some of you, but I was this guy who was, like, all in, 110%. I was, I, I'm a hard worker, I, I, and I went after it. I was always going after it. And so he was like, we're going to keep going. I was like, heck, yeah, let's do this. And so um, I piled my wheelbarrow full of, I think it was gravel, and, and, and gravel's super heavy. And, of course, I piled it high because I'm thinking efficiency. I'm going to go fast. And he had kind of built these ramps over the mud. He was, like, putting pieces of, like, plywood down and ramps to get up to things. And so I'm, like, plowing through. I'm going through. All of a sudden, with my boots, I slipped on the mud, and it literally took uh, because my hands were on the handle, it took, I mean, it was like somebody kicked my feet out from underneath me and I smacked the bridge of my nose right on the edge of the wheelbarrow and started bleeding everywhere <laughs> and just started, and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and so, you know, for me and for this crew, it wasn't like when you got hurt, you didn't go to the doctor, you just like throw some, you know, rip a part of your t-shirt and throw some duct tape on it. So that's what I did. So I came home. Patty's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, it's okay. I slipped. I fell. Uh, here's what Paul is inviting us into. He's inviting us into a narrative. And by the way, a, the New Testament writers, they don't neglect the Old Testament. And I don't. There was some teaching that was going on for a while about, you know, like, why do we need the Old Testament? If you read the New Testament, it, it, they keep going back to the Old Testament. So obviously it's important. So Paul's pulling back to the Old Testament and he's like, look at Israel. You know, and, and we've been talking about Israel over the last few episodes here as I've been going through the study in Judges. I mean, Israel's up and down is so familiar for us. It should be because it's a story of our life, our up and our down. You know, the moment they think they got it all figured out, you know, they get into the promised land, they're like, we're good. Then they start falling apart. They start creating idol worship. And so Paul is like, you know, Pastor Paul is coming to this church in Corinth, which by the way, if you read through Corinthians, you're going to realize like, this is a hard church. And he comes after them pretty hard. And he's trying to wake them up. And he's doing the same thing with you and I. He's like, look, Israel's God's chosen people, and they keep failing. They keep making horrible, horrible mistakes 
and I don't want that for you. You're the people of of God. You're the people of the risen Messiah. Let's learn a lesson from the way Israel lived their lives, and let's not repeat that same decision. And one of the things personally that I've been learning, especially this passage helped me kind of work through it, is that I'm learning to be okay with not trusting myself. And I know we're brought up in a culture that's like you be you and you trust yourself and your truth and all these different things that are existing in our world today. I have become far more aware in the last three and a half years of my failure than any other time in my life. And just when I think I've got it all figured out, there just seems to be this other little thing that turns up. And so I'm really learning, and this is in a self-deprecating way, but learning not to trust myself. Learning that, man, I have hurts and pains and traumas that, that they, they make an impact on the way I live my life. Now, I'm trying my hardest, and I don't feel shame over those things, and I'm working not to feel those shames. But what I'm learning is the reality of what is, which is this. I've been through a lot and I've done things to survive. And sometimes if I'm not careful, if I'm not self-aware, I start hurting people or ruining things and in, in, in thinking that I'm fine. This is what Paul's getting after. He's like trying to say to them, like, Let, don't think you got it all figured out. The moment you think you got it all figured out, you're in a, that's a slippery slope. And he's saying Israel thought they were fine, but look at them. Look how it went. They missed the Messiah. Like in Paul himself is going like, look, I was a zealot. I was a zealot. I murdered Christians. I murdered the people of Yahweh. And I thought I was doing the right thing. Like Paul thought he was. He thought it was pleasing to God what he did. He thought that these Christians, these followers of Jesus were infidels. And so he was going after them aggressively, going, trying to murder them. And then the Spirit of God, or, or Jesus, the risen Messiah, meets him on the road. And, and, and he has a conversion experience. And so he's trying to bring this truth to them, going like, I know what this is like. I know what this feels like. You know, and... The interesting thing for me as a pastor over the last 23 years is is watching people be so critical of certain people. Like, I don't know how Bob could have an affair. I don't know how he could have done that. You know, like if he had just read his more Bible, if he just followed the Lord, he, that wouldn't have happened, right? And then years later, that same person has an affair over and over. And I think what this passage is trying to help us with, at least what it's helping me with, is this. We are completely, completely, and many times unaware of our sinfulness, of our humanity, right? And this is why Paul's going, I know what it feels like. I, listen, I know what it feels like to think you've got, you're doing the right thing and making the right decisions when in reality you're so far from God. And I would imagine for many of you listening, you, you resonate with that. You know, there's a time in your life you thought you were doing great and all of a sudden everything fell apart and you're like, what's happening? That's what Paul's getting after. He's going, listen, you are sinful. You are sinful. I feel like we need to hear that more and more. I feel like we need to hear like, look, we, we've talked a lot about the grace of God and it is amazing. 
But you have to flip that coin over and realize the reason why Jesus came and died and rose again is because we were sinful and we could not do it on our own. We mocked him on the cross. And to be honest, I've talked about this. If I was around during Jesus' time, I think I would have been one of these people that was like mocking him. And I wish that wasn't true about me, but I I think it is. I think I would have been more one of these Pharisees who were so busy trying to do the right thing. And meanwhile, Jesus is trying to say, I'm trying to show you something more. Like Paul. Paul loves God. And he was murdering Christians. He couldn't see the Messiah, what Jesus had done, what he's doing because of his sinfulness. Some of you are completely unaware of how deeply sinful you really are. And, and so that's why, like in Ephesians 2, when he's trying to help us understand, like, look, none of us have earned grace. It's a free gift. Like, because our sin was so much, grace abounds. It's bigger than anything you can do. You needed saving because the situation that we're in is death. But we thought we were all fine. Paul's trying to pull this out for us. He's going, yay. You've got to wake up to this. This is so important. And, the, and, and what you've got, to, the question we've got to deal with is like, who are you trusting? Do you trust yourself or are you trusting God? Because I don't know about you, but like, I, I want to start living my life where I'm like, Spirit, Spirit of God, is this what you want me to do? Is this where you want me to go? And I'm just, I'm not saying this because I got it figured out. I'm telling you, I'm struggling through it. It's not easy. You know, this weekend when I was teaching, I was, I lost my mind. I had, I had an hour to go before I was going to go up and teach. And this didn't rarely happens to me. But I like, I could not, it was like I had never read the Bible. Like I, there was nothing that was connecting. It wasn't feeling right. I couldn't figure it out. And, and so I got, literally sat on the couch and I repented. God, there's something inside of me that wants to prove to people that I'm good. And I, I'm so sorry, Right? And the more and more I'm starting to lean into, listen, don't think too high of yourself, all right? Or like what Paul is saying, if anyone thinks that he stands, take heed, lest he fall. I was like, that's what's going on here. I think, it, you know, I've been doing, I've been speaking for a long time. And when the moment I start thinking I got to figure it out, I don't. And I need the Lord and I need to trust him. And the, the part that I always find so beautiful is that Jesus dies He dies as a result of our sin and our failures and and our lack of decisiveness. He does that for us because he loves us. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so, I just feel so overwhelmed with gratitude that he would do that for us. Because as as we learn through this passage, short-sighted spirituality will lead to fatal failures. And so we need the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us. So the question is this, where do you feel high where you should be aware of the lows? Where do you feel high? Where do you feel like you got it all figured out? Where you should be like, ooh, I'm not aware of that low. And I, I need to really trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not in my own understanding, all my ways acknowledge what? Him. He'll direct my path. Father, we need you. We ask you as we lean into this truth that your, your, that your son Paul is teaching us, God, that we would learn and grow. 
and become more like you. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe the God of the universe is near to you. Until next time.